that we have a past history with in high school and to see where their passion is with, with the sport so much. Yeah. To circle back around and, and kind of pick up, you know, from, from what you had done in the past, that's real always, that's always really fun. It's a blast. Yeah. Cool. So I don't know what you say. We just dive right in. Yeah. So guys, uh, enjoy Brendan Thompson. And, uh, we say every week, take care of each other, love each other, have an awesome weekend, everybody. And, uh, subscribe to us, like us, where you find podcast be looking for some news on our youtube channel we got some cool stuff that's coming up in the future uh especially when we get to 21 with the race season right so yeah be looking for that and uh we'll talk to you guys soon we'll do a little race for you too at the end of the episode if you want to stick around for that but guys enjoy brendan and we'll talk to you soon all right guys welcome back to driving life this week um guest every week man yeah i go way back with this guy too uh we went to high school together brendan thompson man how you doing today i'm good how are you guys great man the old borough days from it is. Hillsboro. this is this is like way back this yeah. is good yeah. i yeah. i did not think when we were at hillsborough together that we would be doing a podcast <laughs> 30 years <laughs> do, later i know do i need to be even be here there's some cool stuff in this garage <laughs> that you like too cars and and bikes well but. i'm glad you said that because we are on location again and this this is where, you know, when you come in and you set up in somebody's garage and you get to see their cars, you get the real feel and the real flavor for, you know, what the passion is with driving and the, and the automobiles and, you know, just seeing what we love, yeah. and, you know, with somebody else. So it's really cool to be back here. Thanks for letting us come into your, in literally into your garage. Yeah. Uh, Happy to have you. So uh, first question, I, it's going to be a number question really, because it's one of my favorite numbers that I had great success with because I've changed numbers this year and, and. TGM, the 46. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're going to get into your driving passion, but that number is a great number for me. I, I love 46 as well. So 46 is my original assigned National Bicycle uh, League number from 1987. <laughs> okay. And I continued, as you can see from the refrigerator or the magnets that are up there on yeah. the wall. I, uh, I, I, I thought it was only right uh, to uh, carry that number over to uh, my autocross and track days, although I've I've shortened it to number six now. I saw on the Corvette. Yeah, I see that over there. So that's a cool number. But I got to ask, too, as we kind of get into this, like, I mean, we knew each other in high school. The BMX days probably started way before that. But, yeah. I mean, I was racing in high school, but I didn't – we're so young. I didn't know the car passion was there for you. And But, I mean, where'd that kind of start? And Yeah, it's um, it's funny. So I've heard this question on another podcast, so I went and looked and, and – <laughs> I was like, where, where did this start for me? And it like, literally, I think I was born with it. So I found, uh, about a month ago, I found my baby book. And my mom did a really good job at like filling stuff out. And, and so it has every birthday gift and every Christmas gift for like the first 10 years of my life, all cars. And then there's a note <laughs> home from preschool when I was like three. And it's like, um, Brendan really just likes to play with cars and doesn't like the other kids. And, you know, that, that that's still probably holds true. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm a friendly yeah, guy. Yeah. I have a lot of friends, but most yeah. of those friends are car people. So yeah. I like to think that I just took the other kids in the class and showed them how cool cars were. And, you know, that's, that's, that's how it goes now. But it's, it's been a long time coming. So I, um, I've always loved cars. I got my first uh, subscription to Car and Driver when I was eight. Uh, and we used to ride around the neighborhood on our bikes pretending they were whatever the newest car that we thought was cool. Back then, like Camaros and, yeah, yeah. and Firebirds. <laughs> I mean, when you look at the TV shows that I watched growing up, of BJ and the Bear, 
um, you know, Dukes of Hazard, Night Rider, Chips. I mean, I've got chips. a Dukes of Hazard Big Wheel in my storage barn, although they <laughs> have to remove some flags from it before I can trot that one out. Um, but it was just always about cars. And so when it came to actually buying a car, my first job was at the Donut Den in Green Hills, and I saved every single check. And when I was 15, I bought my dream car at the time, a 1978 orange Volkswagen bus. And oh, it was the I perfect remember, car. I remember that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it just, it could hold a bunch of BMX bikes, but oh, like yeah. my BMX hero also had one. But then growing up, like Volkswagen bugs and buses were really amongst the cars that we just thought were the, the coolest. You know, yeah. I'd see one in a movie like at Fast Times at Ridgemont High and be like, whoa. You know, that's, that's what I want to have. Who was your BMX hero? I just got to ask because uh, I was BMX as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy named Chris Mad Dog Muller. He's the one who started S&M Bikes. Okay. Um, so I got to know him yeah. uh, when I was in high school, and uh, he would send me, like, stuff from time to time. And just a really cool guy and, and someone who's doing really well today. S&M, I think, is the only American-made bicycle company that's left most everyone's offshore oh, yeah. production. Right. And so he's been managing to, to you know, grow the brand and still make it in the USA. Uh, and so, you know, after the Volkswagen bus, I got really into to Sobs. So I thought Sobs looked cool. <laughs> they had the ignition between the yeah. seats. You know, I could still put a BMX bike in the hatchback. So I had um, a couple of different 900s, but I got my first one when I was, was still in high school. So I pivoted from there. But if, in the, I don't know how long it's been since I was 16, I'm 45. So almost 30 years, I've always picked a car that I wanted and found it and typically find it out of state. Like my first car came from Alabama. So I learned early on, it's, I'm not the kind of person who's like, I need a car, like a four door. And then I go and move the center is nice. I knew what I wanted and I like stalked yeah. it to the ends of the earth. Yeah. That's, you know, the first, well, when I learned to drive a stick was in a Saab 900 yeah. and I, unbeknownst to me, I just asked a buddy if I could borrow his car for lunch, you know, at lunchtime. And he threw me the keys. I walked out and I opened the door. And I was like, Oh, this has got a stick in it. Yeah, that was a but I made it. That was a torch steer in that thing. Why? Well, I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think the 120 <laughs> horsepower. Yeah, like I've, it it I've looked them up recently, bad. and I was like, oh wow. Like you know, I always kind of held the turbo up as like this thing. I was like, yeah, it's got about 130 horsepower. <laughs> right. Man, it felt well, like it but at the time, a, you know what? A Corvette had 180. Yeah, so. it was a bad time for <laughs> that power. Was not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the late 70s, early 80s were not, well, the early 80s, it started to come back around a little bit, but the late 70s were not good to horsepower. Not, not at all. And, you know, what's funny was I was thinking about the Volkswagen van because when I bought it when I was in high school, so that would have been 91, it was 13 years old. And I think of that as being like this really archaic car. <laughs> right. There's not a single car in my driveway that's newer than 13 years old. Yeah. Like I, everything I own now is as old as the bus was then. So yeah, it's kind of funny that that happens because yeah. even uh, so when I got my car, my first car when I was was would have been 82. Yeah, 82, and it was a '74 Impala, and I thought, I mean, well, I got it from a junkyard, and it was just a pile, but it was less than 10 years old, and I'm the same way now. I'm I'm looking at stuff that's you know 15, 20 years old, uh, just routinely. Yep. Yeah. You know, and it's it's funny how that works out. So where did the uh we're obviously looking at cars, but the bikes. I mean yeah. you started racing I we may have raced against each other at Hamilton Creek. Maybe in the, so. in the BMX stuff. I mean, 
Now you've now you got a good collection of bikes over here, I along do. with cars. I do. You know, my wife calls this the Museum of Wheels. There's there's skateboards <laughs> as well. If it's got wheels, it it has somehow made its way. Is that in from here. Tony Hawk? I guess oh, we'll get to those two. I, I've yeah, got a Tony, Tony Hawk, Hawk over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a complete and a deck hanging on the wall. So yeah. Tony Hawk was a, you know, the whole Bones Brigade, Pal Peralta thing was was my vibe when I was uh, into skateboarding uh, back in the day. But bikes really just became. You know, I start. I think when I was at Stokes in sixth grade, I had a friend, David Lewis, and we would ride every day. And he had a really sweet GT, and I had some like real crappy Schwinn that Schwinn, was falling man. apart. So we'd <laughs> trade bikes, and I'd ride his, and he'd ride mine, and then I'd fake a reason to go home before it was time to to ride my Schwinn again. And uh, you know, that just really blossomed into you know the to do you know after school activity, and then. Um, had another family, uh, Mike and David Neal, move into our neighborhood. They moved from Knoxville, and they were racing already. And then I remember, I thought the older brother, Mike, was so cool. And I, I was like, yeah, my mom said I could race too. So I, I wrote a check. My butt had to cash. So we showed up at the next race, and <laughs> we loved it. And uh, we raced. I raced from seventh grade, which would have been 1988, all the way to my senior year of high school um, in 1993. So Loved it. Really kept me out of trouble. I mean, it was cool. Like, helped me avoid a lot of the, the high school BS. Like, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't really into like going to parties or like trying to be popular. Mm. Like, my peers to me weren't the kids I was in class with. They were the kids I was riding bikes with after school, or the kids that I would see on the weekends, or kids that I knew all around the country who would go to these national BMX races. Right. So yeah, we raced local for about a year and then started doing the national stuff. So really fun stuff. Good memories. Obviously, now that I own. You know, a dozen bikes. Uh, you can tell that it was a, a sweet part of my childhood, yeah. and and that just you know that I didn't mean for that to become a second out of control hobby, but you know slowly but surely people that I knew from growing up, like you, Owen, um, had bikes still in their attics, and yeah. they're like, yeah, my parents said I have to get rid of this, and I'm like, you know, I'll buy it from you and strip it down, keep some of the parts, sell some of it, and it just grew and grew, and then mainly through Instagram, as I kind of shared those bikes with other people, I started getting like, you know, people would DM me with like, Hey, I've got this bike. Right. And so you kind of feel like you've made it in the old vintage this, BMX world when yeah. you know, <laughs> people are calling you and say, Hey, I've got this bike. I think you should, I'd yeah. like for somebody to take care of it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's probably how Sammy is with cars. You know, they, they reach out to him like, Hey, I got a yellow X, Y, Z. That's yeah. really nice. You know, now I'm getting the call like, Hey, I got a, <laughs> I got a bike crappy, rusty <laughs> yeah. BMX bike that's been under a house. Perfect. You ready for this? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'll squeeze the trigger on it, but it's, it's fun. I take these, um, you know, I, I actually ride. Them. I was going to say, do you ride them? I do. I go to, um, I won't mention on air, but there's a church that's next door to a golf course somewhat near my house i park at the church and go ride on the cart paths at night oh yeah no one's out there and i listen to podcasts and just you know i'll ride for an hour and it's great and with the exception of maybe one or two bikes that are a little small uh i ride each and every one of them so it's fun i've gotten now to had three or four that i didn't really touch or that were really special but it wasn't something that i was super enthusiastic about it when i was a kid and i tried to clear those out so what you see here is kind of what's left the good I'll, stuff yeah i don't think i'm gonna sell any of these yeah uh, the, the only I don't have any of my bikes from from when I used to race. Uh, in fact, the first national I ever went to, somebody stole my bike while I was there. That was a common occurrence. Oh. I yeah, had friends oh, yeah. get their bikes stolen. Like, it was crazy, but um, I did keep. Uh, so we, my son Miller, we tried to get him into racing, and he was kind of digging it. He did the 
gliders or whatever the oh strider strider yeah, yes yeah, yeah. thank you that's replaced uh, the big wheel oh, okay yeah, yeah. 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 So there's no, in the big wheels yeah there's no <laughs> pedals no cranks you yeah. just push yourself yeah so he did that and then i went and bought him a little redline ultra mini yeah and um he raced that for like a year year and a half or something like that and then he just didn't really have any interest in it i will never get rid of that bike no hold on to it yeah yeah, my wife's like, we should just go and sell it because it wasn't cheap. You know, I mean, it was a $500 bicycle that's like 12 inches tall. And um, I'm like, no, this one I'm keeping. I don't have keep any of my around. own. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's staying with me. Definitely keep it. What's funny about BMX bikes is when I was growing up, 500 bucks would buy you like oh. the best bike, like that bike on the end, the GT Pro Series. That was like, we all had one in our neighborhood. And they were about 500 bucks with the three-piece cranks and the yep. nicer hubs. Now bikes, I mean, all the stuff that, you know, has long been in play in road bikes, like carbon, carbon fiber, fiber frames yeah, and yep. all that stuff's trickled down to BMX. Yeah. And now like a, a, you know, formidable BMX rig is like 1500 oh, or yeah. two grand. So <laughs> that kind of sucks because it closes the door, I think, right. to some people because, you know, we were, you know, comfortably middle class. But I had a lot of friends who, you know, were like single kids of divorced moms. And, you know, a BMX bike was a great way for her to take yep. two, three hundred bucks and and give her son something to do every day after school. And now that, that threshold's gone up. Yeah. That's uh, my first Schwinn was, I don't know, 130 bucks or something like that, which was a good starter yeah. bike, but my most expensive race bike. And at the time, I mean, we went top shelf on everything was 800 bucks. That's the one that got stolen. That's probably why they stole it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it was they a really it. nice it was bike. Really nice yeah. <laughs> Gotta I, get that. <laughs> I probably have parts from that bike on some of these. Yeah. It was, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I could go through a parts list of all that stuff. It was God, I love that bike. So my wife's going to not be happy with you because now I'm going to start looking. Yeah. I'll, I will. I will totally help you rebuild it. She's my, totally going to hate this podcast yes, she is. shortly. Cause yeah. I'm well, getting, I'm into, he's, he's going to get a new car. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, yeah, she's going to hate that. Who's this, this Brandon guy? <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, yeah. He's cool. Yeah. He's Every cool. time I come yeah. home from another garage, I'm talking about somebody else's car. And she's like, oh. Yeah, this is a bad, yeah. Donovan, this is a bad <laughs> yeah. thing for you to be in. Yeah. I've known some of the garages you've been to, too. <laughs> yeah. You should have started slower, you know, work yeah. your way up. Well, my garage will start slower. That's yeah. for sure. I just said we're going to start at the top. I mean, go for it. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, we going to... Talk about cars? I mean, because there's some real, I mean, well, first of all, you got a really cool garage. This is really Thanks. cool. But um, tell us a little bit about what you have parked in here right now. Yeah. So we'll we'll kind of go car to car. So the first car is the uh, Porsche 993. And I bought that in 2004. So I had an E36 M3. And there was a European car magazine article about the Porsche 993. And I looked at it and I'm like, I, I have to have one. So Friend let me autocross one, and I got top time of the day in it, and I'm like, I'm meant to drive this car, which is hard to do because the engine's out back, and you know, it's yeah. a, a goofy car to get used to. Uh, and so I pulled the trigger on it in January 2004, and so I've had this thing for 16 years. It was oh. my track car for 11 years, and so it got kind of beat up. It was, um, you know, we did an event with the Mustang Club at the Super Speedway in, like, 2017, and that was for like the anniversary for the Mustang. I think. It was, yeah. yeah. And, and so the, but the track had been sitting idle. And yeah. so even though they swept it or blew it off, just pieces of the track would come up. And I mean, I did more damage to my pain in 12 minutes than oh. I had in 12 years of owning the car. So it was a blessing in disguise. I, I took it out for two sessions. I was like, I can't do this to my car anymore. And then a friend of mine from autocross was there in a yellow 
C5 Z06. He's like, you should take this out. So I did. And two months <laughs> and later, bought I bought that. one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but the 993 is, I mean, this is my favorite car. I have a sentimental attachment well, to I, this car. And I think that's my favorite style. I think the me 993 too. is the, for, for me, aesthetically, it's, I think it's the prettiest Porsche. Yeah, I I, I love it. I think it's got just the right lines, yeah. and you know, proportionally, it's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, the nine six four started to really come up. That was at the time I bought this. No one wanted a nine six four. There were all these problems with it. Everyone wanted the nine nine three. But now it's funny. Probably Singer and some of that stuff yeah. has really driven nine six four prices through the roof. Right. And so, yeah. So I've had that car forever. Um, when I got the Z06, I retired this one. I had. My friend AZ at Easy uh, Repair and Detail paint it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty clean. It started out as a front end respray, and then I would go over and hang out with him, <laughs> look at it, and he would wait till I've been there a while, and he'd be like, "Hey, man, hey, what about doing this?" And it, and then he needed some legal work, and before we knew it, we 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 ended up painting the whole car. But it yeah. it turned out perfect. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, it, yeah, it, it I was gonna say if this is you know, heavily damaged from your autocross days, you, you don't do much damage because it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. It's got 125,000 miles on wow, it. So I've, really? I've definitely driven it. Um, it but I enjoy it. I, I love that car. It's the perfect car to take on a country back road. It's yeah. not too fast. I mean, you can drive right. it and yeah. you're pretty close to the limits and, and you know, you're not, you're not going to yeah. go to jail. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just, it's really well balanced. I got, I mean, I've driven quite a few of them on the racetrack and it's like, oh man, they, they just like, they get a little bit of slide to them and you correct out of it. And I mean, they're just a sweet car to drive period. Absolutely. And at this point I've owned it for so long and I sent it down to Pat Williams racing in Memphis when I first got it and added suspension, he set it up and it's just like an extension of my hand. I mean, I I can put the car wherever I need to and it's, it's a lot of fun, but uh, you know, I still use it a lot, but I do miss it kind of at the track, but you know, over that 12 year period, cars got way faster so you know this oh, yeah. i think it's 270 horsepower like i think the new accord coupe has 270 <laughs> horsepower so, right. you know, yeah. it's not the fastest car in the stable but but it may be the coolest i was gonna say yeah i'd i'll sacrifice horsepower for that absolutely all day long yeah. absolutely it was, it, it, it's definitely uh one of my favorite cars and you know a car that um so switching gears to the other portion of the garage when i started when i found out about this car and i really really started to lust after this car. Um, I didn't want to sell the 993. And so I could have right. pulled the trigger on the GT3 RS sooner, but I knew that I would, I would You'd definitely regret. regret it. Yeah. 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 That's a good choice. Cause um, yeah, that's, that's like your first bike, right? You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't get rid of it either. That's yeah. I've joked that I'd be too hard to find again. You know I mean? You'd regret yeah. it. And then you'd be like, oh, I gotta get another one. And then forget yeah, about it. Yeah, This doesn't drive like mine. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I've done so many little things to it over the years uh, that it, you know, it would be hard to, to replicate. Although 993 is not a, a super rare car. Um, but this one, this is the only one that's mine. Right. And it's funny. I'm still in touch with the guy I bought it from and he jokes that he wants to buy it back all the time. And you know, if I ever sell it, I will sell it to him, but like, I, I've, I've never had to sell a Porsche. I've only bought two. I hope that day never comes. Right. I try to buy keepers that I, you know, want to keep around for a long period of time. But the other car, so the other Porsche, uh, 2007 GT3 RS. So that came out. It had everything I liked about cars. So orange is my favorite color, hence back to the orange Volkswagen bus. It was orange. It had graphics on it, black wheels. You know, it just was, it blew me away. So I got a panorama, I think, in 2006, and it was on the cover. And I was like, I have to own You know, I don't care how much it costs. I have to own it. <laughs> And so I started saving. It was like a five-year process. Oh, yeah. And um, at one point, uh, a couple got traded into the dealer. So I think Jazz had one and Dario Franchitti, when he was living here, had one. And I would go 
almost every day after they closed and looked at the car. A friend of mine <laughs> joked, he's like, if stalking in a car was illegal, yeah. you would be in jail. And, uh, you know, I just lusted after it. And I, I watched the kind of the prices drop because, you know, they put this car out, then they put out a 3.8 liter, yep. then they put out the four liter. And so every time they put out a new one, everyone was selling their old one and moving up. So the, the prices on these got pretty good. And so I paid under a hundred grand, which um, within a month of me buying it is, you know, it went above went that mark up. and it's never come back down. Yeah. And so, you know, I bought it to drive it. You know, I did, I don't want to collect it. There's been times where I've thought, well, you know, with the upside, I could, you know, I could buy a Ferrari or I could buy something that I would typically have thought was out of reach for me, but I don't want that. I, I want the Porsche. I, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, I can get it serviced locally. Yeah. It's, rarely let me down it's fast um i still love it as much as i did when i bought it which was in 2013 so very very happy to have that car uh i still it's my dream car so you know i still look out the window into the garage and i'm like cool so do you do you uh detail them yourself because they're they're all super clean i mean are you nuts about that like i no i i am the worst really i i don't i haven't waxed a car in 20 years so um (laughs) I feel like I keep giving accidental plugs, but uh, Chris Marlin uh, with Marlin's Auto Detail just did a nine-year G-Technic coating on both the Porsches, which oh, is right. why they look amazing. They, they do, do look amazing, really yeah. 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 So take a little closer look at the Corvette, and you, you <laughs> see something that's not so amazing. So uh, nice segue into that. So the other car in the garage right now is a 2003 Corvette Z06, so first American car. Uh, I really wanted to get something dedicated to the track just so I could mainly – as I got older, safety became more of a concern for me and wanted to have something that I didn't feel bad hacking up and putting a roll bar right. or a roll cage in it. So I had a, a custom one done here in town and put seats in it and did all the things that I always wanted to do to the 993. But I felt like, especially once the values of those started going up, I really felt like I was, you know, yeah. doing a bad thing. And so the Z06 has been great. I mean, if you think about, you know, not just the, you know, they're pretty easy to find. So God forbid something happens on the track, I can get another one, but the parts are cheap. I mean, I'm buying yeah. $30 brake rotors off of rock auto <laughs> opposed to this GT3 RS with $6,000 each ceramic rotors. Yeah. I, it's just, it's a lower cost of, of running. Yeah. The consumables are significantly. Yeah. Yeah. And the time, I mean, you know, I, I figured the one consumable with that car would be tires that would be pretty expensive, but I've had the same, um, set of track tires since I bought the car in 2017, mainly because I do like three HPDs a year right. and a lot of them have had rain. So I'll switch back to streets. Uh, but I'm amazed how long those last. So got to tear those up. I won't say the brand because they are not the same brand, brand of the yeah, company that, that you work for. Yeah, you <laughs> work for yeah. Yeah. However, I, I, I think <laughs> we, we have some offerings coming. Yeah. Uh, but the RE71R is a great tire. It's yeah. on my 993. Yeah. Yeah. It's sticky. So that's got to be a little bit of a different driving style, too, to, to get out of the rear engine car into this big, fat V8 front engine. Absolutely. Um, but I, I think I was saying this before we started running the mics. It's like a big Miata. I mean, there are certain cars, E36 M3 was one of them, Miatas, that you can just get in. And if you're a halfway decent driver, you can push the envelope pretty quickly because the car, you kind of know what the car is Is it predictable doing. enough? Yeah. To, yeah. Whereas, you know, like getting in a 911 for the first time or I had an MR2 Turbo for a brief period of time and a snap oversteer on that, like I ended up... Just, <laughs> Flying across the auto cross <laughs> yeah. yeah, I learned the hard way on that. He took one. all the cones out. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was like a 20 second penalty, probably. <laughs> it was, man. <laughs> that was they just stopped counting yeah. cones. Yeah, they just that stopped was, counting them. Absolutely. That was my first attempt at a track car back around the, it was right before I bought the, the 993. And, uh, you know, I put all this money into the motor to make more power. I didn't even bleed the brakes. So I took it to a track <laughs> day at the Nashville Super Speedway and, like, melted the brakes in the first lap. So, you know, it's learning a little bit as I go. <laughs> I now know to do the brakes. I did them right. on the Corvette. It's good stuff. Yeah. So you go from the European stuff, I mean, to the Corvette, because what, I mean, just to get the track car, is that what it was about? I mean. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I had a, a set price and I was looking at other track cars kind of in that, in that range. The E36 M3 was one of them, but I was like, you know, I was a little bit nervous as well about adding a third fun car. So I'm like, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> get something that's going to also have expensive maintenance. We were like a BMW family. I mean, at one point when I met my wife, I had a. E36 M3 and then an 89 635 CSI and then quickly we got her an E36 3 Series and then for 15 years we had at least one BMW in the garage and then uh, we just they I had a E39 manual wagon and she had a E46 3 Series and they just started falling apart and so we were like I think we got my wife a Lexus and you know we I pay cash for all my cars but I put money aside to keep them maintained. And, you know, usually with the BMWs, we were spending next month's money yeah. this month with her Lexus. I was like, oh, you have like several thousand dollars in your repair fund. And <laughs> so that that opened a slippery slope of Toyota daily drivers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to deny the reliability aspect of it. And, you know, Absolutely. Nice segue to, I guess, the two cars that are outside, the Toyota Land Cruiser. Yeah. So, um, you know, first truck I've ever owned, and it's been great. I bought it from the original owner in Bowling Green with 150,000 miles on it. It's got like 211 now. <laughs> we drive it everywhere. We rarely fly on vacation. So it's been yeah. to Michigan on daddy-daughter trips with my daughter. We go to Florida. We've taken it everywhere. Needless to say, the miles are a little bit down this year. We haven't gone yeah. anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just a nice, you know, one of the nice things about having something like that or, or your Jetta or your truck is, like, when you have all these, like, you know, highfalutin cars, you need something that's just always going to work, you know, totally. that I don't have to worry about, like, you know, I have several friends. They've got one car, and, you know, they're trying to upgrade something, and they're under pressure to get it done that night because they got to drive the that's car it. to work yeah. the next day. And yeah. None of that here. So yeah. um, that's... <laughs> That's way nice. And, uh, you know, the, the Land Cruiser, about a year ago, um, a friend of mine, Mike, uh, introduced me to the Tennessee Dirt Devil. And I'd never driven off-road. I've, you know, I'm the kind of guy who drives his Land Cruiser down a gravel driveway. Yeah, off-road. Four-wheel drive. Right. Four -wheel. Yeah. Yeah. I got it a little dusty. Yeah. Well, make sure. Yeah, because we've talked about this, Tom. And <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen Brendan at um, Starbucks yeah. in my Jeep. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, I live like eight minutes from here when I put it in the GPS. And uh, I definitely want to do that because I read yeah. about it and like, oh, man, I got to do this trail. Like, well, It's funny. So I'm not an off-road guy. And it's funny. In, in high school, there were all these guys who were kind of the popular kids and they were into like off-roading. And we're like, that's hillbilly stuff. We used to call them <laughs> pop billies. And it's for popular <laughs> hillbillies. And now I wish I could. And I also made fun of the auto mechanics kids. Now if I went back yeah, to high school, friends with that's my them. crew. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with Doc's crew and me and the pop billies <laughs> yeah. are going to go four-wheeling. Um, but I went and it's fun because, you know, we go on these with our sports cars. We get together on Saturday mornings. We go on drives, a bunch of different groups that I like to go out with. But, you know, you're, you want to you wanna have enough fun. So you got to kind of always watching out for police and bikers and things like that. The Dirt Devil's great because you're going slow. Nobody's out there, yeah, and yeah. it's it's just a lot of fun. And you know, it's if you're talking to a guy who's got 
you know, winch on his Jeep and likes to climb a mountain with it. Like he'll hate the dirt devil, but like for me and you and like kind of some guys who like a couple of, you know, maybe foot and a half deep creek, creek crossings and a muddy road. It just feels like you're using the car. Yeah. It's, it's so much fun. So, um, it's funny. Some Saturdays I wake up and I'm like, Oh, I want to do sports car stuff. But my inner pop Billy wants me to (laughs) go out in the mud, go out in the mud. Yeah. How do you, I mean, I guess I was looking online, like, is there a, mo- it's really a motorcycle trail too in it for some trail bikes. And I, and like yeah. how, I mean, where do you get a map for this? Cause so you can send away and there's a map. Uh, so my friend had done this. And so I went out with him and then I ran the Strava app that I use when I like yeah, hike bikes. at Percy yeah. Warner, I yeah. ride my bike and I mapped it out. And then I went back and I like zoomed in and used Google Maps on a laptop and made this like manifesto looking document that has ever left here, right here. And I sent it to people and they're like, crap, man, I'll just go out with you next time. Like, yeah. Cause <laughs> I'm going to have to go out with you. Cause I've read about it. It's like, you may end up in like somebody's yard Somebody, or yeah. something. Or yeah. driveway. We got lost. We <laughs> yeah. got lost several times. Like the first time we would do something and turn around, but I put together like a, basically starting from my house is about a three hour loop. So we've been meeting out at the leapers fork market and go in Yep. Uh, grab a sausage biscuit, and then the entrance is right down uh, Old Hillsborough Road. Is and it okay? Yeah, so you can look it up. Anyone, T, if you Google TDD start, it actually takes you to the the beginning of Dutch Potts Road, and that's the first road. But okay. The fun stuff is like in the middle, so you know you get a few little like creek crossings to wet the whistle, but then there's this one road where. There's like 15 creek crossings. Oh, nice. At one point, you're driving like you know an eighth of a mile in a creek and that's that's the fun stuff so yeah. there's other roads out there i'm i'm sure like i added a little leg on it and, and you know do things from time to time but it's fun b- because i realized that you know you guys are car enthusiasts like nothing's the worst than a fun event getting rained out and so you know i i basically every saturday morning i leave and i go do car stuff and i come back for lunch and i wanted something to do on the rainy days i right. didn't like go to the lane auto museum you know yeah. there's only so many things you can do and so uh this has been fun and it's it's amazing how many people I know who are like, that sounds fantastic. I want to go. So I've, I mean, I'm bringing out people who I aren't really car people, but maybe have a forerunner and they just, they love it. You know, I love getting texts. Like I went back out with my family again. You know, and I loved sweet. it. So yeah. You can bring kids. I, I just pushed my, I've got a 97 Chevy Tahoe two door, yeah. six inch lift on it. Um, we smoked a head gasket or something last summer and it's just been sitting there. So I think I have a little incentive. Yeah, to, you need to get that to get that thing yeah. back up and running again, and we'll go check that out because yeah, you're welcome anytime. Blast. Yeah, because we've talked about it. I mean, you and I have yeah. talked about going out, and I definitely it needs to be on my list because I got a little bit more time on my hands now. So yeah, I'm happy to that. I'm happy to take <laughs> yeah. you out. So yeah. you know, that's the other thing is when we go out driving in the cars. Once your group gets over a certain size, it's hard to stay together. Right, and the dirt devil, you're going slow enough that you you know. The more the merrier. Hey, you want to bring your cousin? That's fine too. So yeah, I can't believe I've just spent like more of the podcast talking about off roading than like tracks. No, well, but, <laughs> but it's I, fun. I really enjoy. Yeah, it. And that brings me to a question. I mean, because I mean, all the guests that we've had on or guys that you're hanging out with, and and we're going to continue to talk to them. But we love the Saturday drives. And Jeremy Sweeney and I, we've been out. Uh, we went out about a month ago. But I mean, maybe kind of allude to that. Why? That's why you're wanting to do maybe the Dirt Devil because I don't know if some people may have not ruined the Saturday drives for us, but you know, stuff's kind of, you know, maybe getting out of hand at times. And yeah, I think, you know, there's probably several reasons. I mean, one is, you know, the group. So, you know, 10 
Corvettes drive by your house, you may not freak out if you live in Putnam County or something like that. But you see a bunch of Ferraris and Lamborghinis and right. Porsches. You know, there's some. There's probably a little haterade going on. But also, <laughs> yeah. you know, you you know, people live out there. That's where they live, and they don't like to see cars driving fast by their house. I think the bigger issue is there's just you know, Nashville is blessed to have this really awesome car community. And, you know, I've got, you know, two or three different groups that I like to go out with, but there's like four or five other groups that I don't even know. And I think we all kind of tend to use the same uh, roads (laughs) and routes. Um, And so I think there's a little bit of that. Like, so even if, you know, I have a group like, um, and we, you know, decide to cool it for a couple of weeks, there's still going to be groups going out there and beating those roads down. And, you know, it's tough. I mean, I, I respect the fact that, you know, people want to live in a safe place and, and don't want cars speeding, out, yeah. you know, by their house. But I also really love country roads that are twisty. And so, you know, what I'm starting to think is maybe we need to start earlier and maybe we need to target some roads that truly are a little more out from town that yeah. are 20 minutes away or 30 minutes away. Right. But let's drive an hour to where you are on roads where there are no driveways and, you know, not many other people, you know, yeah. because you got to share the road cyclists you got to share the road with the locals and so yeah it's 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 taken a little bit of the fun out of it i mean you know the camaraderie is still there there's so many great people and it's fun because you know i may go out with a group of five or six people or a dozen people but then sometimes i just go out with one other person and that's just as much fun because you you know you can you can go do that so no matter how much they clamp down i'll still find some way to to go out driving no it is because we went out uh, about a month ago and we went south of town but we went on the east side of 65 and i don't think we saw one other group out there there's only three of us and we didn't see anybody so we kind of stayed out of the leaper's fork area no, so that's, the, yeah that's, what did that's what did point. john call that the the leaper's fork god he had a name for it, it was i think it was actually frank Keedy that was the one that said something do you remember yeah. what he said about that no but john i've seen john oates uh, out there driving several times, like by himself or with a group of other dudes. And so yeah. he, he likes those. It's like roads. the Leapers 500 or something. Yeah, I it's, they there were, was some name to it. I had to go back and listen. Yeah, I'll have to listen I don't to know it. If, if Dario said, lived out that yeah, way. He lived out that way, yeah. They were part of like the Leapers Club or something, yeah. But I do get what you're saying. Maybe start earlier, you know, and, you know, because we respect, I mean, obviously I race full time, but it's like we respect pushing the car, but not doing it, you know, in a way where it's like, making problems yeah yeah for for people and that's back to my comment about the 993 kind of being the perfect car for that because i can take that out and i can get whatever aggression i need to get out but i'm also not creating the spectacle that i would if i was in the orange car yeah Yeah. and i can go 80 (laughs) in second gear and it's really loud it sounds like petite le mans people aren't super stoked about that when they're just watching jerry well there's a yeah there's (laughs) a difference between you know Getting on 270 horsepower and getting on 500 horsepower, you know, or 300 or five, 400, whatever. You, you can still experience, you know, viscerally that thrill, but you're not, you know, obs- you know, you're, you're not being obscene about it. It's not out of control. Absolutely. And that's, you know, I think that's where the track comes into is, yeah. is you know, there is a place that I can drive to whatever limit that I think I have and not get in trouble for it. And that's the track. And yeah. so that's kind of been the constant, you know, I've done track days. I did my first one in 2000. So the Mustang club needed volunteers to work the corner. So the autocross local SCCA autocross club provided some people. So I went out there with face Petro who, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, I think we got like 
two free sessions right. in exchange for like working like six other sessions out in the hot sun at the national. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, we need the guy with the to- Toyota MR2 that took all the cones <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, that guy, yeah. you're not allowed to earn your right. <laughs> We had a cancellation. <laughs> yeah. um, but I remember going and I was, I had a new set of back tires on order, but my E36 M3 tires were like bald. And I'm like, cool. They're bald. They're like slicks. This is going to be perfect <laughs> yeah. for the track. And oh man, I spun on, on so one much. of the straights. And, <laughs> um, but it lit a fire in me. And so it was something that, you know, it, it's funny. I, um, I've been doing it for a long time, but I've only do like maybe the most three weekends a year. And because what I've seen with so many of my friends and Jeremy was kind of one of these people. So I'm happy to see him back doing it again. Yeah. But you know, you get a car, and then you get a trailer and then <laughs> yeah. you go to 10 events and you, you know, spend two days loading the trailer and two days unloading yeah. it and, uh, or unpacking it and people just get burned out. And, you know, I've had so many friends just sell everything and buy a boat and they're like, Oh, I never want to do another track day again because you can do too much. Yeah. And, you know, my brother Nick experienced a little bit of this too. I think he was doing, you know, I'm doing these three weekends. He was doing like 21 track days. <laughs> and I think he finally was like, you know, never going to get another chance to be a father. You know, he still does track days. You can cut, cut way down and still be at the track plenty, but he also lives in Atlanta where they have two really good tracks. Yeah. yeah right. Spot. Close to him. Yeah. And we talked to Jeremy about that. Cause yeah. I mean, it, I was coaching some guys in that kind of group that were traveling all these track days. It was like, it was almost race weekends. I mean, they were doing yeah. Yeah, 10 to 15 a year yep. and trailers. And, um, we were going to VIR cause I was driving the trucks for one of them. Like, Hey, can you take my car over there? And like, okay, sure. But it's almost, um, but I'm glad that he's gotten back into it on, on kind of your level far yeah. as he just went down to Barber and David, yeah. you actually went down yeah, there. I was down there. Yeah. We, we actually talked to another guy and I'm going to draw a blank on his last name, but Tim, um, has the Corvette, I don't know. Anyway, but he, he was the same way. He was like, you know, I got to, it takes me two days to load all the stuff onto my trailer and my, my car. And then I get there, I got to unload and then I got to bring it back. And it just seemed, so Jeremy's, you know, talking him into, you know, buying, just driving to yeah, the track. They just drove down there. Yeah. And, so- you know, run it for a couple of days and then you drive back home. And so, you know, it's, it was interesting that we're having this conversation when they were just talking about that very same thing about it just maybe you know you're still doing a track day and i mean let's face it these cars are fast you know you're still out there having a good time and ripping around but you know you drive there you you have fun for a couple days and you drive home yeah and and you know jeremy's got something that's cool in that his son Truett, who's the same age as my daughter loves this stuff i mean i've been on i've hung out with Truett more than some of my close college buddies in the last (laughs) couple years because you know he comes on the drives and he came to a track they came down to to birmingham last year so it's you know, and, and I listened to his podcast and I really liked that, you know, this was something that he was yeah. using to build a relationship with his son. So yeah, he was there this weekend. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool. The good guy. We we're we often, Jeremy and I have consistently bought the same cars without prior consultation. And so, you know, we have a GT3 RS, we've got a 993. So I often, you know, whenever he gets something cool, like the McLaren, I'll show it to my wife and be like, (laughs) Jeremy's spoken. (laughs) I'm going to get one. Look what's next. Well, the the one thing he doesn't have, which we haven't even talked about it yet, which I love this car because I'm kind of a wagon guy a little bit. Oh, yeah. Is that AMG wagon. And I'm an AMG fan still. Um, You've done good things for them. Yeah, I know. I've got a funny story about that, too, because we're going to talk about Petit Le Mans, too, at some point. But... (laughs) That's a cool car out there. Thanks, man. That's so, probably my, I mean, the Porsche, I mean, I like those, but that's one of my favorites. I love that car. Oh, from a daily driver, there's no equal to that, in my opinion. I love the wagon. The fact that it's got a ballsy gas, ballsy V8 in it is 
insane. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it, it's it's funny. It's uh, I, I'm a wagon guy as well. I guess you know technically the bus isn't a wagon, but uh, I had that E39 M or E39 M3 E39 uh, 528 manual wagon that I. I had an E46 M3. I sold it to put money aside for the GT3 RS, and I, a friend of mine was selling this wagon. I bought it and put you know an M5 bumper and some wheels on it, and so I sold it to get the Land Cruiser, but I always kind of missed it. And so when I realized that E55 AMG wagon prices were about where they were, I was like, I have to have one. And, you know, I'd never driven one. Um, I think actually Jeremy Sweeney had an E55 that he let me drive one time. So I'd tasted a little bit of the, the AMG power, but you know, I, I just had no idea when that car rolled off the delivery truck and I took it and just, you know, once it warmed up, punched it. Yeah. I mean, the smile has not left my face and it's, you know, there's just so many things I like about it. I mean, Nashville, you guys lived here a long time. Like the traffic has just got so bad. Oh, yeah. So one of my big badges of honor forever was that I never had an automatic transmission car. I always had manual transmission cars, but it just, I got to a point when I decided to get a Land Cruiser, I just couldn't take it anymore. And so the fun thing about the E55 wagon is that I can kind of get that sports car performance, but if I get stuck on 8th Avenue, you know, yeah. if someone's trying to turn left into Hattie B's, I'm good. Yeah. You know, that, <laughs> yeah. that RS clutch is it's not for the weak. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's practical. I can take my... It's like a secondary family car, but yep. that's fast and fun. Yeah. And um, I'm in the middle of, you know, I was talking to you guys about some of the upgrades. I won't spoil it, but, I, you know, I've had it a year. I love it. I drive it so much that I've, I'm, like, putting some money into it and, and doing some cool things to it. But I, I think it's one of those cars that I, I will probably have for several years. You know, as much as I love to buy and sell cars and make room for other cars, that's one that, that kind of falls in the keeper category. And they're pretty yeah. reliable. So I cross shop the W211 E63, which is the same looking car, but with the 6.3 naturally yeah. aspirated motor and a seven speed transmission. Not so good. I mean, they've dialed it in like the modern E63s are great. I think they're twin turbo, bi-turbo yeah. now. Um, but in terms of just, you know, just a basic car, five speed transmission, you know, monster supercharger stacked on top of a V8 they've used forever. It was the right formula. So I've been, I've been really happy and it's the design package. So it's one of six in mocha black. So it looks black, but if you get it in the right sun, it's it's got a lot of flake in it and it's brown. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a, and it's got a special interior. So it's a it's a, a near and dear car to me. Sometimes it's inside the vent. How long? Well, how long did you look for that? I mean, what did you did you just come across it, or did you were you specifically seeking out? Oh no, I was looking. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I was looking. There's a guy that um, I don't know in real life, but we're friends on like Redlist and Instagram, and he has a GT3 RS and a 993, and then he had an E55 wagon, and he ended up selling it and upgrading to a 2014 E63 wagon. But had I known, you know, yeah. he was going to sell his, I would have bought it. But it, I just kept seeing it in, like, background pictures and on Instagram. And I'm like, that is just the coolest car. I've oh, got yeah. to have one. So I'll, I'll keep it. You know, one day maybe I'll upgrade to one of the newer ones. I mean, we're talking about, <laughs> like, you know, I feel like that's the fastest car. And everyone's like, you can put a pulley on it. And I'm like, no, no. It's, no, it's, it's fun. It's fast <laughs> yeah. enough. Like, yeah. I don't need it to blow up either. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I just uh, – yeah, I might upgrade to a, a newer one down the road, but it's I, I love that thing. I couldn't imagine having more horsepower. Yeah. No, it sounds great, and and he had it on the poker run last oh, year. Yeah. So when I was out there, and Doctor Ross's Ferrari, yeah. that I got to drive, and Brendan's like, we're going by the interstate. He's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you don't expect the wagon to blow you away, right? I know. I mean, yeah, late was... for soccer practice. So <laughs> you know, I am like adamantly against like 
light to light drag racing and things like that. But there's been a few times where you know <laughs> yeah. you just see that kid and you're like, Oh, really? I gotta <laughs> teach this yeah. dude. Yeah. I gotta teach this dude that I'm the fastest mom on the block. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and just slam it. So yeah, it's it's uh it's it's a little bit of a sleeper. But also kind of back to what you said about your wheels, Donovan. It's a cool car because if someone knows what it is, yeah. Chances are they know about cars. I mean, anyone can look at a bright orange Porsche and be like, that's cool. How fast does it go? You know, yeah. but when you have something like that and someone approaches you, you know, that was cool. The, the highlight was like the second week I had it, uh, I was out with Sammy and some of those guys and yep. there were Lamborghinis and Ferraris all around and I brought the wagon and this kid came up. He was like a road biker and he passed all those cars and he's like, dude, that's an E55 wagon. And I'm like, yeah, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Take that guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eat it. Yeah. Take my wagon and I'm going to go play. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've taken it out on several drives with, with some of the supercars. And, you know, it's, it doesn't handle quite as well. But it's fast. I mean, you know, I can, and I can drive it pretty well. So it's, you know, <laughs> it's it's yet another car to take on back roads on the weekends. <laughs> right. Kind of yeah. getting too many of those. Maybe yeah, I need a second off road. That's the criteria, the first one. Can I take it out on a Saturday drive off-road or on? You know, yep. yeah. then you're good. It's got to be. These are all Saturday morning cars. Yeah. Um, you got to drive some pretty cool cars that – one of our prior guests is had um, Pat Hardy. I'm good buddies with him. Yeah. We're actually, we haven't had Pat on, but we're going to have him on at some point. And we got Ford versus Ferrari in the background going on in here. How was it driving that old Ford GT that he had? You know, I really liked it. It was weird. I mean, you know, it, it is a Ford, but I mean, just, I think it's one of the coolest looking cars and it's one of those that, you know, we all do this, but we slept on it and, you know, now they're, I don't know how much they are, 250 to three. And, you know, at one point they were about what the RS cost. And so yeah, yeah. should have bought one then. Um, but I, I liked it. It was cool The you know, it was nice that it was manual. Um, and, you know, the just, there's just nothing like it. Um, and it was fun. I was amazed he let me drive it. But Pat's been extremely generous. I've driven a couple of his other cars. Uh, the My favorite was a 430 Scuderia. That, that car was a lot of fun. And it's weird. I... Took a picture, you know, of, as as youngsters do, of my hands on the steering wheel. Like, I'm driving a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. And then I dropped my phone. But before I did it, I accidentally put it on video. And I have an eight-and-a-half-minute video of me <laughs> blasting through leapers. And it's just sitting on the floor of the Ferrari. But I won't delete it because, you know, if I ever get sad, I just listen to it. And I'm like, those are the sounds. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah it was it was pretty cool. I, I, I like Ferraris. I had a lot of um, Ferrari toys and posters and things like that growing up. I've driven Ross's car, uh, yep. the 458. That would probably be if I ever did pull a trigger on a Ferrari, the the one that seems to be the you know, in terms of maintenance costs and things right. like that, and and you know, kind of depreciation. Uh, the 458 is pretty attractive, but I just don't know if I'll you know, I don't know if I haven't you know ever pulled the trigger. Having German Motorworks in town does help because you now have an option to have a car like that that's yeah. out of warranty and right. have someone who can service it. Track one before that with Matt. Uh, and Mike, they did a great job because that was the, you know, that was the thing I remember hearing about these Lambos and these Ferraris. These guys are like paying Evan or someone else to like drive them down and drop to, them to off Atlanta. at Ferrari of Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm not trailering know. it down there. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just like, like I struggle to pay the shipping on the cars I buy. Like I could imagine <laughs> being like, yeah, I need an oil change. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to be like five or a thousand bucks or whatever, 500. And like now that, you, you got to take it to Atlanta. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, and I think that's what's cool about Porsche. And, you know, I've seen a lot of the Ferrari and Lamborghini guys add Porsches to the collection because you can just beat on them yeah. and you can get them serviced here and they don't break. Although I did have a cooling fitting come out of my uh, 
GT3RS on a drive, sprayed uh, coolant all over Jeremy Sweeney. <laughs> yeah. He was frantically trying to call me to tell me my car was hey, about to explode. What's but going on? Fortunately, it pulled over before any damage was done. Um, but, you know, there, other than that, though, I mean, that's really the only incident yeah. I've had. It's not like a tire-related incident, which can ground any car. They are. They're a common theme on the show. Yeah. I mean... I've driven them a lot, and you've got to be around them a lot. I have. Especially on some of the stuff we've done. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, I guess I just didn't expect it, but now I'm, I get it now because they're just great all-around cars. I mean, you know, you can track them all day long, drive it home, park it, and then do it again next weekend if that's what you want to do with very little maintenance. Yeah. You know, I they're mean, just bulletproof. So it's, it's easy to see the popularity, why, you know. so And, and if you can have them serviced locally and – I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, we have several great options for, you know, outside of the dealer. Uh, but I know a couple of the techs at the dealer, they're great people too. So, you know, you can own it and actually use it here in town, which right. is nice. You know, I think some of those exotic cars come with some exotic problems uh, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> yeah. that you don't have with, right. with Porsche. That said, I'm not kicking any of them out of bed if I, you well, know, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like Dr. Ross, if, you know, if he would have asked me to drive it, I would have been like, sure. Yeah, let's, I'm go. Like, let's go. <laughs> I, I was shocked. He, he, we were at Starbucks and Brentwood. He's like, "Here, you drive it." And so Ross, Ross is a good guy, yeah. as you all know, um, and good first guest for you guys to have. But yeah, I had fun. I, but it was weird. I think it was probably because it was the um, convertible, and like you know, so I could hear all the people in the SUVs like. How fast does it go? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want a coupe where I can tune those people out with loud music. Uh, but it was you know a lot of fun to drive. No, it was, I mean, my oldest, both my kids are car nuts right now. And Brant got to go with me that day and when he let me borrow the 458. And he thought it was the coolest thing ever. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm in a Ferrari. Because I parked it in the garage that night. The Jeep got moved oh, out. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I only yeah. have one-car garage, yeah, but yeah, I got one-car. 84 car. Jeep got moved out and the Ferrari got moved in. I said, Ross, I'll, I'll take care of it. And did stuff. you drive real slow coming into the neighborhood? Because I would have. I did. I was hoping yes, it's not, every it, neighbor was it's, out. It's not my car. So <laughs> right, I was going to make sure. And it doesn't then, matter. Then Brant's like, look at the Ferrari. We have a Ferrari in the garage. It was it was cool, but Porsche is still you know my number one car for sure. Yeah, like so. Let me flip it on you and ask a question. Okay. I, I, yeah, remember, I knew this was coming at some point. Well, I remember you know we I knew you in high school, but I would remember that you you would drive some pretty cool cars that I think were your father's to school on occasion. Did you grow up around? Yeah, cool so my cars? yeah, so my dad was you know, he raced so back in the seventies yeah, and. That. Um, and so he was service manager here at BMW, but he was a Porsche guy too at one time. We had a 1980 SC, which I wish I still had that car. That would be Because cool. I think I actually yeah. got to drive it a couple of times to some high school things. He actually Homecoming or, or something. Yeah, he's prom. like, here, okay. And he had like the first Z4 in Nashville because he was working for BMW. And so they were able to get that. And um, so he was kind of a BMW slash Porsche guy. My kind of guy. Yeah. And so I got to, yeah, I got to drive. It was all his stuff, but I got to drive some really cool things. And so I wish I still had that car of his. And uh, I don't know the reason we let that go. I'd have to ask my mom on why that left. And uh, the first car I ever had is a, when I turned 16 was an old 2002 that he put nice. dual oh, really? levers on, repainted it. And um, maybe I remember that. Or yeah. I was thinking there was a five series. There's a five something. series. Okay. So that was my mom's yeah. old car. So she, then when that car kind of retired from her, they're like, Oh, here, drive that. And it's like, I sold that thing and I never should have. It's like one of those things. And I've got an old three series. That's his. It's the down in Atlanta, down at TGM at the shop down there, which it's, 
all beat up. I'm not sure really what to do with it. It's got like 325,000 miles on it, but it's like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting rid of it. I mean, he passed away several years ago. And so it's like that car is staying around, but I, man, I wish I had some of the stuff, um, you know, especially the Porsche. It was a 1980 SC. That would be an awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't sell cars. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, man, I just should have like, you know, I was too young to like, hey, you got to hang on to that car. He, like, hey, dad, air-cooled values <laughs> are going to explode <laughs> in the late yeah. 2000s. Yeah. You know, can we hold on to that? <laughs> can we hold on to that, please? I know like, it's worth we've seven, all, but it's yeah. have all said that at some point, you know, the cars, you know, that we've had in the past. But, you know, you just never know. Well, the one you mentioned, the one that I would really like to have is a 635 CSI. That was a cool car. So I found that, I found that, like, I think we were watching a Titans game and I was getting bored and I found it in the paper and we went out and looked at it and this guy had that car, the 89 635 CSI, had a 79 Lotus Esprit and a Jeep Grand Cherokee and they were all for sale. He was living in a house in Fieldstone Farms that was also for sale and he answered the door wearing like boxers and a stained shirt. <laughs> and he was a super nice guy. I think his name is Wayne. And he had a trunk full of parts for it and ended up coming out two days later, bringing him a check, taking it home, still wearing the same stained shirt. <laughs> he lost his job and he was selling everything. Well, he lost a little self-esteem. Yeah, yeah man. It was, you know, he, wasn't it. In, he wasn't in it for the fashion. But uh, I loved that car. It was really cool. But one thing I discovered was that some of the parts for it, particularly the front splitter, um, or air dam in that car are pretty hard to find. And, and some of the parts and maintenance can be really expensive. Oh, so really? I think I remember saying, well, if I'm going to have to pay that much, I'll, I might as well just get a Porsche. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. So, you know, I, I missed that car though. It was, it was cool. I sold it to Ben Barber, who, uh, is one of the cars and coffee guys. Oh, yeah. And he had it for years. He swapped the motor in it, had it painted, put some wheels on it. And then I think he ended up selling it. It may still be in a mechanic's shop downtown. But I just think the lines cool of that car, yeah, this is just really cool looking car. It's a cool car. It's it's definitely from that era. It's probably my second favorite. My first is the nine twenty eight. So oh yeah, that's that's I've been nine twenty eight shopping, but I I know better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Every time I take my car to my mechanic, Jay, at, at German Performance Options, I'm like, he has a 928. And I'm like, hey, man, talk me out of a 928. You got five minutes. <laughs> Usually by minute two, I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be a mechanic to own one or something. I think that's key. <laughs> yeah. I think that's key. Like, I read up on them, and everyone's like, yeah, you know, it helps if you work on your own cars. <laughs> it helps. I do a little bit, but, you know, back to my earlier comment about detailing. Like, right. I, I really just like to lift my fingers to turn the keys and drive them. I don't, I don't you know, some people, my brother loves working on cars and, and does all of his own work. I, despite being, you know, birthed from the same two people, I don't have that gene. I'll, I'll do little things from time to time. That's I've learned to fix the brakes on the Z06 because it'll crack brake rotors. But, you know, I feel like I have more free money than free time just being a father and, and oh stuff yeah. like that. So True hard story, to, yeah. Hard to do it. Uh, talking, and we'll have your brother on at some point. We'll, uh, we'll actually just go to Atlanta and get him on. But he, he had a car, and luckily he was okay because I saw this online. Yeah. He had a crash at Amp. He did. It, and what was that car, though? I mean, that thing was like, crazy looking donovan it was like some open wheel yeah. like looked like a home built it, car did he build that he calls it the, the home built aspect at one point it was the ghetto set so um it is a mazda miata so is um, that what it was really? yeah well there's a guy so i mean his was the first one that i saw like this there's a guy named alan branch down in birmingham and it's called the eliminator and he created you know you basically buy a miata unbolt almost all the body parts sell it on ebay and basically get your money back but then there was custom roll bar and then like weird things like 
fuel neck support and radiator mounts. Um, and so my brother um, was one of the first people who built one of these cars and went down to Birmingham a couple weekends in a row and helped him get it finished. And I remember when it was done, we took it to like uh, the MIDI and a couple other things that yeah. kind of show it off. But it's it's basically a Mazda Miata. And unfortunately, he had spent most of the winter turbocharging it because it's, you know, it's it doesn't weigh anything, and but it has, you know, 140 horsepower. Yeah. I, need, I need more power. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he, you know, he's right up in the rear of, you know, Corvettes and anything at yeah. the track, but then you get on a straight and it was gone. And so he's got another, um, this one actually has the body on it, but a turbo Miata track car that he's got a hard top on. And so it's turbocharged like a fly Miata turbo kit. So he put a similar kit, I think on this. And then that was his first time out. And I mean, my brother has driven amp probably almost more than anyone, except maybe Randy Probst. And, uh, but I mean, it just, you know, you saw the video, oh, yeah. it just kind of came out of nowhere. And so that was, it was a little bit of a wake up call because my brother started tracking around the same time I did, maybe a couple of years after. And we've been very fortunate not to have any sort of incidences, whether it's, you know, the worst thing that happened to me was that my 993 fell off the jack. The other side. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. But you know, it's, yeah. it's not like this. So, um, you know, I think it, I, I think it scared him, but he'll get right back on, on the horse. I mean, you know, he was very fortunate, you know, he took, you know, being in a car like that, that doesn't have a body around it. Safety is super serious. So, you know, my right. brother got arm straps because, Oh yeah. You, oh, just yeah. Never know, you know, these yeah, things, yeah. but like, yeah, I made fun of him cause he looks like a little velociraptor. Sometimes in, in safety meetings, he just has to raise his hand. The only time he'll be able to raise it all day. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hey, I've got these things on. So, you know, look close for the point. By. But yeah. Um, but you know, he, he, he was pretty fortunate. Um, and you know, with a car that doesn't have much body parts, there wasn't a ton of damage, but he ate up his new radiator that he had just put on. And so it was, it was a little shocking. I'm glad he's okay. No, I am too. I mean, it was a hard hit. I was like, Oh my gosh, I saw it on his socials or wherever yeah, he posted he put it. it on yeah. Facebook and I was like, man, thank goodness you were okay. Cause it was like right in the tire wall. Like, it was bad. I was like, maybe I shouldn't tell my wife about this. this I wonder yeah. if he told his <laughs> wife yeah. and then he's like, post on it. Facebook, like <laughs> yeah. with like crash and all caps, like yeah. it's clickbait, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, boom, in the tire wall. Like, oh. but, you know, it shows you that anything anything can happen i don't know if you've driven amp but you know that corner especially you're kind of loaded on one side and then you switch right away to another i've always felt like that would be a, a pretty high candidate for losing control but uh you know my brother um amp is is probably the track i think he runs the most and he did a um something for a competitor tire company that isn't bridgestone but uh rutledge wood interviewed him oh, yeah. in his well, garage. Yeah. have you seen that i did see it because that that um that tire company is what I won a championship on, so it yeah, is. I do, I do know that tire. Yeah, I've heard of them. <laughs> yeah, I hear, I hear mixed things. I'm yeah, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Not disparaging anyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, um, so he got to, you know, he had amp rented out, and they shot that thing with Rutledge Wood, and my brother has a '97 Supra Twin Turbo six oh, yeah. speed uh, Targa that he bought in 1999. So it's, he's had it forever. Um, so it was cool. Then. I'd never get rid of that one either. No, he won't. He's, yeah, those cars yeah. are phenomenal. He did a good thing. He was able to resist modding it. And like when everyone, like I, super tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone in the, in 2000, 2001 was, you know, oh, paint, put those, painting them pink and putting pumpkin sized turbos yeah, on them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Swapping in GM automatic transmissions and <laughs> yeah. these drag race cars. And, and my brother was able to resist that. And that's, that's pretty cool. Cause we had a couple of friends here 
who were big into the super modification scene were always trying to get him to do it. And I think he even bought an exhaust and a downpipe at one point, but they're probably in bubble wrap in his attic. He never did it. And so he's got one of the the cleanest supers around. Yeah, so I saw like, that video. It's silver, is that right? Yeah, yeah silver, silver ever yeah. black, sweet. And did he get, I mean, we'll have him on, but did he get that car passion from you? Just kind of, I mean... I, maybe for me, but I feel like we were cut from the same clock because yeah. I remember when I got car and driver, he, he got motor trend. You know, I bought my bus at 15. He bought a Saab when he was like 14. So he's, <laughs> we've been in it yeah. thick and thin. So, you know, he's got, he's got four or five cars as well. So we're, and then my dad just bought a fifth car. So it's not something we inherited from him, but it's something that he's now kind of mimicking us, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, my sons each have five cars. I would love to take a picture of all 15 cars together, but that would be logistically very difficult. Oh yeah. You'd have to, you know, truck them somewhere, you yeah. know, cause he's down in Atlanta to talk about a funny story. You know, you guys go to Petit Le Mans, which is our last race. Yeah. Normally the end of the year won't be this year um, because of COVID, but talk about a funny story that he, that you were a part of, I guess, to some degree. Oh yeah. This there. is good. So we, um, so for many years, we'd go to Petit Le Mans. We'd always camp Friday night. We'd, I'd meet him there uh, when he got off work. We'd camp, drink way too much beer, and let the cars wake us up in the morning. And so in 2016, we had been drinking quite a bit, and we're having fun. And so we just decided to go wander around. It was at night. Like, everything was kind of shut down. And we went over to the Porsche it was a Porsche tent up it, on the hill. It was a banquet. Yeah, it's the a banquet. Friday night. It's yeah. The, yeah, it's a Friday night <laughs> yeah, driver's banquet. It's the Porsche GT3 hey, look, Cup there's people banquet. up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're just like me and another friend, Jeff Blondin, and my brother, we're just all hanging out. I'm looking at the cup car they've got out there out front with all the lights on it, and Jeff's talking to some girl. And then we look around, we're like, where's Nick? And so, you know, we have he starts texting. He's like, dude. I went inside and then like he gets inside. He's like dressed like somebody who's going to sleep in their car for the next. That's camping out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Glamping. Um, yeah. And he's got a backpack full of beers and he just walks in and grabs a plate and they like sit him at a table. Cause I think he walked in right when it was about to close down. And so the, whoever was kind of security quote unquote was like, here, sit down, sit down, sit down. And so he's just in there. He's like, yeah. Patrick Dempsey's here. You know, he's like, <laughs> keep waiting to like, they have to go around and say their names. But he was in there for like two hours, came back. You know, we've eaten like, you know, cheese and crackers. And he's like, yeah, they had steak and lobster. <laughs> you know, Patrick Dempsey's going to come over and hang out tomorrow. You know, he's, he, you know, I, I, we have a theory that if you act, if you're ballsy enough to act like you belong somewhere, a lot of times it works. And that's you. a great story to prove it right. So. Yeah. No, that's, we used to do that all the time. My wife is a, the queen of that. When, when when she was in country radio, we'd go to a concert somewhere. It'd be in a different state, and she'd flip out a business card and be like, "Hey, we're we're with the radio station," and they'd just let you walk right on through, and nobody really checked. Yeah, I did yeah. that uh, last year when Megan Barry, our mayor, resigned. I read that she was having a conference at ten, and I worked downtown, and I wasn't very busy that day, so I was like, "I'm just gonna go up there and see what's up." And I walked in, and they were like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, "I'm, I'm from the like I said, I was from like <laughs> yeah. some political blog," and they're like, "Get in, get in," and I just stood there and watched her <laughs> yeah. resign, and I'm like. Whoa, I'm a big political guy, but I'm like, this was a historic moment in national history. Yeah. Oh, I did. There's a go deep on my Instagram, figure out which day she resigned, and I posted that day. Sad day. Oh, that's funny. So, my story at Petit Le Mans. So, 17, you know, the AMG tent, which we'll get into that in 18 because Nick was there again in the AMG (laughs) tent. Hopefully, he had a pass this time. I don't know. He did have a pass. It was, um, I think his friend Sean works for (laughs) For Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, we walk in, or we're going up there because the Porsche 10, the AMG 10 are these huge, I mean, they're like big buildings. Yeah, spectacles. And they have the GT4, which is brand new to come out, which I'll end up driving in 18. And I try to walk in there and they're like, no, sir, you can't come in here. You're not allowed to come in here. And so I'm like, I just want to look at the car. And I end up driving that car in 18 yeah. <laughs> and winning the championship. Yeah. And so finally we go in 18. They're like, hey, you got to come to the AMG tent. Oh, this time I can get in. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. A and difference a year makes. I know, a year. And then we go in and the first person I see is Nick when I walk in there. And I'm like, what are you doing in here? And he's like, oh, hey. So, just I, snuck in. Heard, snuck they had, <laughs> heard they had lobster, lobster and steak see, and now, beer. I was there. <laughs> yeah, had I there. known that, I would have just... I think right I told up. you to come up there. You probably did. I yeah. said, come afterwards, yeah. you know, and we're going to go up there and drink some champagne, which Nick already had. He already had some champagne before I got this. <laughs> yeah, man. That's how we do it at Petit Le Mans. Yeah. We also, let me be very clear, we camp Saturday night as well. Because yeah. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's a long day in the sun. That was a long night anyways. That, that was the championship night. So, but that was a funny story. Just, you know, kind of brings back the high school days, like. Oh my gosh, what are you doing here? Like I knew you guys so went there. Cool. It's just yeah. like I always like kind of run into you down there. So that, that was neat. We so. used to do that all the time. NASCAR races. We'd we'd drive and camp out in Michigan and Indianapolis, Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They took actually an R V yeah. around they took a the Milwaukee mile. The, the, these, yeah, these guys. we took a motorhome around the track. After cause you to when you park on the infield. Yeah, you gotta you, Yeah. So out. to get out, you get they just open up the track and you drive right across. Well, my buddy Jeff thought it'd be a good idea to hang a left to yeah. turn three there, and we just drove around the track, and uh, they weren't real happy with us. But I mean, know. they got to catch us first, right? Yeah, no harm, no foul. <laughs> it was yeah. a lot of fun. Thanks for a great story. But yeah, we used to do that all the time. We'd just go camp and same thing, drink way too much beer. It'd probably kill me now if I tried to do that. But um, always a good time. We always had fun at the races. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, Petit Le Mans, I've stopped going because I wanted to cash in that weekend for an extra fall track day once I got the Corvette, and I felt like I'd been so many times. But I may go this year because all my track days have been canceled for the most part with a couple of maybe exceptions towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, so it would be good to go back to Petit. Road Atlanta is the one track that's kind of, I don't want to say local to us, but if you look at you know NCM and Barber and AMP, I've done all those along with the Nashville Super Speedway. I've never driven Road Atlanta. I've oh, you haven't? Okay. No, I've been there like 25 times. I've done a, we did a parade lap for grassroots motorsports, and my brother at the time had an LS3 swapped IS300 with a six-pack. Oh, nice. And <laughs> we took it out on the parade lap, and it just looked like, you know, your mom's car. And then he kind of slowly. Oh, he did the little like, hang back. Yeah. yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then just nailed it down the S's, and it was so loud. People were like cheering, and David Wallens <laughs> from grassroots motorsports was behind us and he pulls up next to my what brother. What are you doing? Not cool. And my brother's car. Not a, actually, it was kind of cool. It was awesome. Well, so we, yeah, we pulled <laughs> off and then we went over to the grassroots tent because they were set up at, this was at the MIDI, I think, not Petit Le Mans, the parade lap, and uh, went and apologized. And it was funny because my brother's turbo Miata track car had been in grassroots the month before. So my brother went up. He's like, look, man, no harm. You know, and the guy was very nice, but yeah, for apparently they mean it when they say keep it under like thirty or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, they do, but that's that's still cool to do that. Well, so it's I, better to what is it? Uh, it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask permission. Well, just like you guys in the RV. Yeah, I mean, totally. Yeah. Left, they weren't going to let us go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should have had a child with you and be like, we thought the bathrooms were <laughs> yeah, down here. Exactly. Yeah. Right. The, 
It's, it's uh, the bathroom's broken in the RV. We can't use yeah. it. <laughs> Sting yeah. only turns left. It's a yeah. NASCAR. Yeah, that's RV. a that's a whole nother story. Uncorking the bathroom thing at the rest stop. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. talk about the the track stuff. I mean, what's one of your favorite tracks around? I mean, that that you get to drive. Yeah, I, I feel like it's generic to say it, but Barber, you know, seems to be everyone's favorite track. No, but it's it's. it's I just love that track. Um, it was a track that I visited and why I went to like watch a PCA race and went to a couple of, I think I've been to the IndyCar race there a couple of times, but I hadn't driven it. And so to finally get to drive it and it's just a, you know, you know, it's a beautiful yeah. facility. I mean, it looks like a golf course. Yeah. I don't even play golf, but that's what I imagine a golf course. Well, that's what I like. tell Donovan. It's the Augusta racetrack because yeah. he went down yeah. last weekend and I was like, Oh, I blew my Get mind. ready for that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what I did for years was just go down and check out at events. Cause it's not that far from Nashville yeah. and they've got the motorcycle museum on site. Mm-hmm. I don't ride motorcycles. My dad had a gnarly wreck at the intersection of Franklin and Harding before I was born. And so he kind of cautioned us against it. And I've, I think my wife would probably pick up the the mantle when my dad passes away. But it's but there's the museum is so cool that I mean I've it doesn't matter. I love looking at those motorcycles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have such a deep collection. They've got some cars downstairs, yeah. and so we have a, a resume uh, as a um, group that puts on events. And so they do one in usually late October, early do, November, yeah. and we do that every year. I've got a group of guys. We drive down Friday. We have lunch at the same barbecue restaurant. We go hang out in the museum for three or four hours, load in, then go out and get dinner. Um, so it's, you know, that's kind of become almost my new automotive tradition. But I, I just really, really like that track. That said, I also really, really like NCM. And so NCM, you know, it's so close and it's like 29 turns. And, you know, when you're born and raised on the Nashville Super Speedway, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, what do you mean? You don't have any, like, hard kinks as you come off the front straight. Um, but I like that track. I mean, that one was a little harder to master. Um, yeah. I would say I mastered it, but you know, to kind of to know learn it. To learn yeah, it. Just yeah, to, to learn, learn where it. it's going. Um, and so I really enjoy that track as well. So I, you know, out of the two to three weekends I do a year, one is always NCM and one is always Barber. Um, I, I know that I would love road Atlanta a lot, but honestly there, you know, there's a little bit of fear factor there. Cause that is a, that is that is the tracker's track. I mean, you know, you flying down that straight into the slowest turn. Yeah. You know, on the you know all about oh, this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was my home track. Yeah. I mean, that was the only track for a long time. You know, and, and that's where I learned. I mean, that was where my dad said, "All right, you're going to learn how to drive." It's like I can drive that track. You can drive pretty much anywhere. So, yeah, you're like, can I? And I, and I drove I, before the you know before the chicane. Oh with yeah, the before, dip. Oh <laughs> yeah. So. It's a pre ninety eight before the Porsche well, for, flipped. Yeah, before they filled all that dirt in to, to get rid of the dip there. So You're like, can I just try that dirt track across the street? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe a meth lab. I don't know. I've never been over there, but uh, yeah, it's road Atlanta. I think, um, you know, every year I have plans like this is the year I'm finally going to do it. And then the only days that work are like June and July. And I'm like, I don't want to be yeah. there. No, it's super hot. You don't want to, you don't want to go there that time of year, maybe in October, if there's a day to do in October. Yeah. I tend there. to do like April and October. Like yeah. I, I kind of avoid the summer altogether. That's my dirt devil time. That's right. You know? That's, that's, yeah. uh, take that's, time that's off going, going off roading. Then yeah. we're off roading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I don't have to wear a shirt. Just yeah. Trunks. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, hopefully you get to drive it at some point. Cause it's a, it's a cool place. Obviously. Yeah. It's super respectful. Um, Cause it's just a, other than the new section they put in that 10 a and B, but it's, it's an old school track and, yeah. and that's, I love that. And well, that's what we talk about V 
VIR. VIR, yeah. yeah. I'm a, I that's mean, another track that I would like to check out. That's so. another place, yeah. And it's probably maybe, if you look at the two, that if I were to tell you, hey, which one's safer? I mean, they're both safe in their own regards, but the wall's maybe a little bit further back at VIR in certain spots. And yep. so it doesn't maybe won't scare you as bad. So I know it's a little bit further drive to get over there um, compared to Atlanta, but it's a cool, cool place. Tom and got to go. Not, I mean, yeah. a little while ago, which was really, really well, I've fun. been there a couple of times. Yeah, that's right. You did a race. Yeah, I went, you went to the race, but you actually got to go around yeah, it though. Yeah. He got to in a ride in a GT3. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. He was grinning ear to ear. He was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's it, awesome. It was the first time I'd been in, well, first time I'd been in a GT3, so I didn't really know what to expect. So that was kind of, it kind of rearranged my perspective a little bit because they're just so fast. It's unbelievable, you know, how fast. And uh, so, yeah, but it was fun. But we, we talk about VIR just being that kind of that old school rhythm, you know, where it's not quite as technical, just simply technical, just to slow you down, yep. you know, type of track. So, yeah, hopefully you make it over there one day. I will. So. I, I feel like I have to get Road Atlanta out of the way first because it's close. My brother lives down there, but it just—I don't know what happens. It's—it's it's like my white whale. Yeah. One day I will. <laughs> one day, one day I will do it. We need to figure that out. We need to put together a group or something. I don't know. Just drive, go down there, and that'd be fun. Yeah, my brother's uh, friend runs Jayzilla Track Days, and they do a lot. Of, they do a couple days there, so that would be a good group to go. Just because I know some of the people who run that, and it would be an easy situation. But at the end of the day, no matter who's running the. The track is still gnarly. And I think it's because <laughs> of the people I know who've put a car off during a HBD, many have done it at Road and, Atlanta. Yeah. Almost in the same spot, you know, coming off of that hill down at turn. Is that turn one or is turn one at the you, end of the you, front straight? You got turn one at the end of the front straightaway. Okay, so it's the last it, turn. Yeah. And turn 12. Yeah. Because turn 12 is flat out for us. And I mean, I guess in a street car, street tires, maybe not flat, but you're you're hauling the mail. Yeah, you're going fast. You're going real fast, and, and I've hit I've hit that wall. So yeah, <laughs> I've done. I've, yeah. I tell everybody I've crashed everything and probably done it at every turn at certain tracks. So I, I've definitely Absolutely. hit that wall hard. It well, hurts. In yeah. twelve years of going to every Petite Le Mans, I saw a lot of expensive metal get smashed. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah. well aware you can wreck the, anywhere there. Yeah, and the wall is still there. So it the is. wall wins. Yeah, I think I actually did it in 16 on the last lap in the rain because our race was in the rain that year, and um, I think we ran the same rain tires the whole race. And coming to the white flag, I don't even know what happened. I think I just hydroplaned or something, lost it, and, like, it went off and then back across, you know, hit the inside wall. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just did this on the last lap of the year. (laughs) It's got to be bad. You know, it's bad enough to wreck your own car, to wreck someone else's car. Oh, I know. I felt – I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. But – I survived. So no, you're still with us. Still, I'm still, still here. Yeah. So I still have a job. So. I'm glad you. Yeah. Know cr- I'm glad you know how to crash as well as you know. How yeah, to no, drive. it's well, Yeah, I know how to crash. Um, so you've got some awesome machines. Is there something else out there that you want? I mean, you'd kind of mentioned to me because I'm going to get diving all revved up here about the Camaro. Maybe. Yeah. No, I, I. So you know, I do think long term <laughs> about what would be the right track car to replace my c5 z06 and in you know five years i i've only had it a few years so i i still like it but the, yeah the zl1 or one l i don't one know LE. that one yeah he'll, he'll, he'll know i had any he's like yeah <laughs> yeah well that's what i'm getting one it's just a matter of t- when when yeah well that's um, the attitude i had about the orange car yeah i was like i'm gonna eat as many peanut butter sandwiches as yeah. it takes to put one of these in my garage so yeah. which tell me the number yeah and it's just uh they're just great track cars. They're easy. They're 
relatively inexpensive. Um, and you can just drive it and go. Yeah, they they seem great. C8 Corvette's another one, just yeah. as, as, you know, now I'm starting to see them everywhere, but I haven't really been to a track day since they've come out. So to see how people develop that and see the further, you know, the... It'll be interesting because we haven't seen very model. many of them. I'm, I mean, not that I've been to that many track days this year, but there was nothing at... Yeah, I would have expected one at Barber last weekend. Yeah, yeah. There was nobody, nobody there. They're all still owned by the Jorts New Balance people. They <laughs> <laughs> haven't been sold <laughs> to the real drivers. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brendan... We didn't talk about your skateboard. Well, we can so. get into that, yeah. Because yeah, I always end with the final question. I mean, that one question, but I'm yeah. not getting talk about the skateboards then. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny. I have a lot of skateboards hanging on the wall. I was really more of a biker, but when you're, you know, a BMX bicyclist at Hillsborough High School in the 90s, like, there were, like, four of us. So you kind of got lumped in with the skateboard group. And so my best friend from high school, Jason Hill, big skater. And so I just always had a skateboard laying around. But when it came to... This uh, particular garage, these metal things that you see behind me. So this house, I live out by Radnor Lake on the side of a hill. And so the entire hill is like pushing against my house. And so there was a crack in the wall. And this was the repair that the prior owner had done. And it didn't, you know, it didn't bother me to have these big metal plates. But I was like, you know, if I painted these and hung uh, skateboards in them, they look cool. So I turned this, uh, you know, like construction thing into an art project. Uh, and so I have those up and it came out. That happened right around the time that. Pal Peralta, the Bones Brigade documentary came out about these, you know, five or six skaters that that constituted the Bones Brigade. The most famous of which is Tony Hawk, who who everyone knows from right. the video games yeah. and just from everything bike, bikes and skateboards at Walmart. Yeah, he's he's on it. Uh, he's definitely the ambassador for skateboarding. Right. Uh, but they they started reissuing the skateboard decks, and and so I was able to get them in the colors that I had when I was growing up. So these behind me came more of wall art, and then when my daughter was younger we would go to the percy priest elementary school playground that's where she went to school every night like literally every night like rain dark didn't matter and so she had a scooter so i started bringing the skateboard around and it's just a fun way to chase her around but i'm very very like cognizant of the fact that i'm old and that if <laughs> yeah. i fall down <laughs> yeah. like i will really get hurt but it, you know it's funny i was skateboarding i remember i'd jumped down some stairs on it or something and I skated down the sidewalk, picked the skateboard up and pulled it up and this car pulled up to me and I was like, uh oh, what is this gonna be? And it was a guy from work and he was like, dude, I thought that was you. And I'm like, it's right, bro. This is a guy that like I didn't really know that well and kind of like I'd had some interactions with him and he just I wasn't sure if I liked him or not. And then like after that he like sent me a message like yeah, I used to have a Lance Mountain when I was in eighth grade. Oh, I had one of those. Yeah, I was like, this guy's cool. Yeah, so you know, it's it's funny, but the bikes and the skateboards, like the cars, are kind of BS detectors. You know, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. you know, in a way, you know that if someone was into this or knows what this is, it's kind of a prerequisite. Like, okay, maybe this is a cool person because you know, I live in this neighborhood that's super homogenous. Every dude like loves sports and played sports and. They watch football on Saturday and Sunday, and you know they're just you know nice people, but all kind of kind of similar. This allows me to figure out who like my tribe. Is, <laughs> yeah. Well, we and we totally. and we talk about that. I mean, re the relationships in this, uh, I don't say industry, but you know, just in the car world. Yeah. And stuff because I mean I like sports, but it's like I c I could take it or leave it at times. I don't get all wrapped up about it. Yeah. And yeah. you know, but the car stuff is like the people are so I mean just so nice and like. Just like the skateboard, you know, you start a conversation, it's like, oh, 
we've known each other almost forever now. Yeah. You know, type deal. Yeah. So. You can go in deep on, on, on stuff like that. And even car, you know, it's funny. Cars have helped me in my career. You know, I, I talk every time I see our former CFO at work and, you know, we, he talks, he asked me if I bought a new car. Or he has a nine eleven as well. And so we talk about Porsches. I would not be talking to that dude if I didn't right. have, you know, I mean, yeah. obviously, if I had some work problem that would need to talk to him, but it's, it's funny. It's helped me really develop relationships with people at work. And, you know, you would think having all these cars, you know, people would be like, Oh, he's you know a jerk. And I think it's my enthusiasm for it and my willingness to, Hey, you know, you could buy a nine eleven too. You know, there's yeah. one for 20 grand, right. there's, you know, let me help you buy one. And I think it's having that, that side of it that, you know, I, people see my enthusiasm and stuff like that. That's always helped me. Cause I was like a second year associate at a law firm downtown when I bought the nine nine three and like the big head partner in the corporate group had a nine six four and everyone's like, Ooh, you got a nicer car than him. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to get fired. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but I, I had started autocrossing and so it was cool. Like people, people were into the fact that like, I just didn't buy it. It's not like a big Gucci loafer on wheels. Right, it's exactly. uh, you know, it's something that I saved hard for and, you know, and people are like, oh, I can't believe you bought a Porsche. And I'm like, you know, I paid 30 grand for that. You bought a 30 grand forerunner. And right now my car is worth 55 grand and yours is on a car lot. It's worth 5,500. You know, yeah. in Smyrna, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. with a salvage title and 700,000 miles on it. Um, and it's just knowing that, you know, I mean, it's, you know, people think they're doing the smart and sensible thing when they buy a new car. Yeah. They keep it. They get a warranty. They trade it in. And like every step of the way, they're losing so much money. They don't care because they lose it all at once. You know, it's, I don't mind, you know, having a used car that you can pay cash for and having to get it repaired from time to time. You just need to know who the right people are right. and, you know, have some money set aside for that. But, you know, pretty much everything I have in my garage and out my driveway right now is depreciation proof. You know, yeah. I bought them at the bottom and yeah. a lot of them are starting to get recognized. And so, you know, I guess, especially with the Porsches, that's, something for my daughter to sort out. Cause I hope I never have to sell either, but you know, it's cool that, you know, at least, you know, I can justify the hobby a little bit by saying, Hey, these things have actually appreciated a lot since I bought them. No, they have totally. for sure. Yeah. Brendan, I, I appreciate it, man. Taking the time and kind of, you're going down memory lane a little bit. Yeah, you know, I'm honored it, you asked me. Yeah, man. you've had some good good guys on this, so I'm happy to be one of them. No, and you were you were on my list and stuff as we as we kind of go down this venture of you know trying to get the car culture. I mean, not only in Nashville, we're obviously doing some other stuff. And, yeah, and uh, but it's a cool thing to see. Um, I just love some of the stuff you've got here, and to see you're enjoying it, and hopefully you do hang on to it, and and your kids understand what you do have, you know, in yeah. the Porsches for sure. Yeah, and that's what I that's what I like too is. Again, just being being on the same level. You know what I mean? Just being in, in your garage, talking about your cars and your passion. And that's that's what this is about. This yeah. is what makes it fun for us. Um, and I think I think our audience is really starting to to dig that, you know, that this is just a real conversation with real people about real yeah, passion. Yeah, we've actually so. had no racers on. Yeah. I mean, it, well, everybody, period. So well, we, I just want the people that just love cars. Yeah. So. No, it's, it's what, that's what I liked about y'all's podcast is you, you cover the cars, but it's also more about just, you know, how did you get into the, it's more yeah. about, you know, how you got into cars, what you like about cars rather than just what you own. I mean, that's fun too, to yeah. talk yeah. about, which is good. Cause I've been asked to do a couple of different podcasts before. I never really wanted to do it because it just didn't feel like the right platform to tell my story, but this one's been, you know, it's good to know you. It's great to meet you, Donovan. Thank you, yeah. And, um, you know, you guys, I've listened to several of the podcasts. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. This is what I like to hear people yeah. talk about. And well, you know, this is, 
Yeah, and then that was the thing too. And, you know, when we talked about how we were going to do this and what we wanted to do with this, it was like, what do we want? I guess you know, I want our audience to be interested in what we want. But I think this is what car guys want to hear about: is what what are other car guys doing? Because, like you said, you can walk up to somebody on the street, and if somebody recognizes my wheels on my car, which is I put them on there for yeah. that reason, I know that I'm instantly got rapport with somebody, and we can have a conversation. Yeah, and it's, you know, you guys have interviewed several of my friends, and I've learned a bunch about them off the podcast, because when we hang out on Saturday mornings, I'm not always like, so man, tell me about, you know, yeah. <laughs> tell me about this, tell me about your high school year, yeah. oh, you used to wakeboard, yeah. Yeah, I don't know any of this stuff, yeah. and you know, so it's, it's, it's fun, because when we get together, we, we talk, and I know a lot about people, but it's more like, oh man, did you put new wheels on your car? Yeah, I did it, and then we have a 30 minute conversation about how the stripes on the car match, yeah. the, you know, and that's, that's all cool too, but you really get the sense of more about who these people are as, as people and not just as cars. Yeah. Is. So it's cool. And that's probably more than anything. That's what we want. Yeah, yeah, totally. Absolutely. And so I always, and you've probably heard this, you've listened to the yeah, podcast. You know where this is going. You know where this is going. Saturday drive. It could be, a, you know, your, your dirt trail <laughs> or the Saturday morning through leapers, waking everybody up, um, radio on or off. Radio on. Oh, I know two. it's yeah. weird. It's, yeah. it's funny because yeah. I heard other people say off. Uh, it's on, and a lot of times it's not even the radio. It's AirPods. Is it okay? Oh, yeah. Listen to driving life. Listen right. to driving life. <laughs> yeah. Listen to a podcast yeah. about cars while driving cars. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a radio. I love music. I listen to. It's funny when I was in college, I would find the quietest corner of the library, and I had to have absolute silence. Like I was a shusher. I would go like shush, shorty girls <laughs> who were talking. <laughs> And then now I listen to music all day long. Though so I have headphones on when I was uh, working in, in my office, but now I keep music on in here. And so I think it's just if I'm out doing something and it doesn't require the utmost conversation, I think it's better with music. That works, man. I mean, any answer is good. It's not a trick I question. Gonna, no, I was going to say I'm good with that. I just like to know what people, yeah. what, what your personal preference is. I like so. that question. Yeah. <laughs> so most is off. I think most people, that, I get a lot of like, why are you wearing AirPods? Like, yeah, I, you're, I think you're the second one to yeah. say on, but that's totally cool. I wear AirPods so that next time Jeremy Sweeney calls me to tell me I'm losing He'll cool get it, the call. I'll get the call because <laughs> <laughs> I don't you, hear you, it. And now I got to give him a hard time. He, now he's FaceTiming me a lot. Because because really? Ch- really? Chandler FaceTimes, but they set the phone down and they just talk to each other. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I think that's what the young people are doing now. <laughs> like, yeah, man, our kids would know. <laughs> like my daughter. That's awesome. <laughs> so we just have to start FaceTiming him and like leave the phone over to the side and not, not looking at each other. We're just talking. So what's the point? Yeah, I'm like, what are we doing? Oh, just call me. Call that phone call. <laughs> yeah. well, they have FaceTime audio too, oh, yeah, right? You, yeah. just yeah. Do, you can cut yeah. out the picture. Yeah. Again, it's called that's called a phone call. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just the, text the, me, man. The, Just text the me. New, new generation, I don't know. I know what it is. Yeah, but me neither. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, yeah. we're going to do that trail soon. For yes, sure. we will. Yeah, yeah we I'm, will. We're going to get the Jeep out, and, you know, it, I probably don't have to get it in four-wheel drive. I've never had it in four-wheel drive. Hopefully it works. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you need it. So, so what I tell my friends who are a little nervous, like, well, what kind of terrain is it? My friend Connor brought his wife's Subaru Outback, and at one point I thought he was going to, Float away in one of the Float rivers. Away, but, but he <laughs> made or it. Or get the water up. <laughs> I, I just, I, I stopped. I got out of my car to tell him it may be too deep. And it was just in time to see him get this big grin on his face and just nail it <laughs> to the water. And I've got it on tape. It doesn't look as crazy as I describe it, but he made it. So, uh, you know, it's definitely like diet four by four. Okay. But we're we'll going to get you out there. Yeah, we'll four, get out there. Four by four light. Yeah. Four, yeah. I mean, that Jeep might need it because hopefully nothing breaks. On you it. didn't put it in four wheel drive it when you put it up on the curb at the... 
Oh, you know. No? No, it oh. uh, cruising and grooving. Went right, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it drove it right up there. It is a little curb. I didn't oh. have to. I've know. got a tow strap that oh. I bought just for this, <laughs> right, mainly for myself because I'm, you know, 210,000 miles on that Land Cruiser. Yeah. Well, I, my fuel gauge doesn't work and the mileage thing. It says it's got 85,000 miles, which that doesn't hey. work either. So um, I'll have to fill up at pockets, yeah, you know, to make sure I got, got, got enough gas. Cause I may be like, I may have to carry some gas with me. So um, we'll just some Jerry cans, five gallon cans to stick on the back. Of yeah. It. I mean, yeah, I have my shirt out and my bush light or something for the day. Yeah. <laughs> you, you sound like my kind of guy. We're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, Maybe right. Saturday. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. I appreciate you All having right. me on. It's a pleasure. It was awesome. Thank you. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, another great episode. Probably the coolest thing for me, Donovan, and I think it may have been for you. I mean, the cars were awesome that Brendan's got in his man cave, which he's got a really cool man cave. He does, um, yeah. Is the BMX stuff. Yeah, that was, was kind of cool. It was kind of cool for me as well because it was a huge part of my life, you know, my youth. I got to be honest with you, I, I was <laughs> checking out some of his websites looking for some old uh, you know, I was, into, Oh, you're getting hooked. I, well, here's the thing. So I, you know, I was into the SE racing. They made a, uh, one of their bikes was called a quad angle. And uh, so I started looking it up and some of the vintage stuff is like four grand for a little, oh, little BMX gosh. bike. My wife would shoot me if I did that. But, um, yeah, it was fun to, you know, to hear those stories and, you know, of course to see the cars. And then, you know, I had a couple posts about the Corvette that I'm, you know, driving currently and, you know, right away, Brendan was like, dude, I got, I saw you got that car. I got mine back out of the garage and took it for a drive, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to hook up with him. He sent me a text, you know, to do the, um, dirt. Is it the dirt devil? Yeah. The dirt devil. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he sent me a text actually on Saturday, which we talked earlier in the episode, I was out of town and I, I replied back to him and, you know, appreciate the invite. Cause that's something I definitely want to do with my Jeep. And yeah, uh, I can't wait to go do that you know, one day or one weekend and in my Jeep. So he's got, yeah. he's got, you know, the off-road stuff and, and some track stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he kind of dabbles in a lot of different things, doesn't he? It's awesome. Yeah. A little bit of everything. So racing this weekend, we know you did a little bit, you know, that's one of those things that I think when we talked about it before, it's, you know, just being in the right place at the right time. And uh, so that was awesome. Uh, happy for that. I'm glad you got to get back behind the wheel a little bit. Um, yeah, where it do, was fun. Where do you want to start at? Uh, NASCAR, IndyCar, IMSA? What, what, what are you thinking? Well, I, I watched a little bit of the IMSA race on my app um, when I was in Utah. The NASCAR race I didn't watch too much of, but I know Kozlowski won. Won, yeah. And when he won, he got a new contract yep. handed to him. Well, that's the IndyCar what, race this weekend? I don't even know. No, they Sorry. didn't. But the big news in okay, Indy this... Because I thought you were setting no, no, me up. No. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, the, but the big news was no fans for the Indy 500, uh, which is that's August right. 23rd. That just came out yesterday. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Yesterday. So that's, you know, there was talk. Roger Pinsky had said, you know, we're definitely running this. We're, you know, we're going to run the Indy 500. We're going to have fans. And I just think it shows the, the way things are right now. They've got to play it on the, on the safe side and... Yeah, yeah. Go, I, go that route again as a fan. It's a bummer, but you know what? I'll still yeah, I'll still watch go. it. I was gonna go. I, I'm I'm a huge fan of the Indy 500. It's a four hour drive for me. I can I can go up there, catch a race, and come back home. Uh, yeah, you know. So that's that that's kind of a bummer, but you know what? I'll watch it. It's a it's still good. I'm getting used to the fanless uh, broadcast. You know, with no fans. So uh, yeah, Keselowski wins, gets a new contract. Uh, I think he only signed for a year, right? They just a one year extension. 
Yeah, so that was good. And then Roger follows that up at uh, Road America with a win with uh, in the DPIs with the Acura. So a good weekend for Penske. Yeah, he had a good weekend, and it was in the you know the car with Castor Nevis and Ricky Taylor, and that that car has not really. I mean, I guess to say let's call it what it is that probably underperformed. Yeah. In their, you know. Yeah, for that driver lineup. For, yeah, in the years that they've been running this. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a great race! I mean, Hilo Hilo drove a great stint and made some aggressive moves and got to the front, and then the reins you know, start pouring down rain. I think the race got red flag yeah. for a little bit because of lightning, but apparently the finish was really great, which I just didn't get a chance to see. Um, great viewership. I think they were on NBC, you know, yeah, network TV. And, and they got they great had, numbers, right? Yeah, I think great numbers. And I think it's just a show of the time to where we are and people are just so st- starving for live sports, especially over the weekend. Great for IMSA. You know, even the NASCAR race that's going on during the middle of the week, they're at least they're at night. Yeah. So you kind of got an idea what you know when it's going to come on. And yeah, um, I think there's a little more consistency there, and and they'll get it figured out. Yeah. You know, it's helping EMSA out and NASCAR out, and the viewership's kind of getting back, and maybe some people are finding the EMSA racing that maybe they hadn't found before, and how yeah. exciting this stuff is. And let me tell you, the people that. If you've watched it and haven't been to a race, you need to come to a race when we get back in 21, back to normal conditions, because, the and Donovan, you know this, the fan access is It's, it's unprecedented. Sure. You know, and that's what, I cannot wait for 21. I mean, I couldn't wait for 2020 and then, you know, all these changes and everything that's going on with the season. 2021, it's going to be insane. There, there yeah. the, the attention and, uh, you know, people just wanting to get back out to the track is going to be off the hook. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm excited. So it'll be here before we know it too. It'll, Total, oh, I totally it'll, agree. Yeah. It'll, yeah. it'll fly by. And then um, I caught a little bit of the, the, you know, the Michelin pilot MC race on Friday Had a first time winner, Corey Lewis and Shana Monk won. So she's the first female really to win since Sarah and I won it in 16 at road Atlanta. So that was, I mean, it's been a few years since the females won. So congrats to them that uh, they kind of dominated it. The McLaren was just a little, I mean, it's fast down the straightaway. Then <laughs> yeah. the Aston, the Aston was, you know, second in class. They kind of checked out because I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of that race. And those two cars were just gone. Yeah. Kind of a bummer when it happens that way, but sometimes yeah. that's, that's the way it goes, right? When yeah. When you're fast, you're yeah, fast. I mean, that, you're going to go. Yeah. I mean, us in, inside the sport, you know. The Aston's been quick since last year. Now mm-hmm. it's it's in some really really good hands. It's doing its thing, and the McLaren's always been that way too. Also, um, well, yeah, yeah, they've been they've been fast. It's a it's a good car. It's a it's a fast car, so it's not really a surprise there. So I got to give you a, a little bit of update. Those of you that follow us on our social media may have seen the video I posted of my new you know the new wheels on the whip on my lawnmower. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is funny right so i get these new wheels because the one rusted through it was leaking air and the tires were going flat the whole time and i was like all right i finally i got to do this right so i i get the new rims put the old tires on there come out the next morning and they're both flat <laughs> like flat as a door oh man it was like worse than it was before i'm like you gotta be kidding me yeah so I, uh, you know, put it back up on jack stands, pulled the wheels off, bit the bullet, went back, put some new tires on. So we'll see what happens. I just got them back today. <laughs> I just got them back today. So we'll see tomorrow morning if they're flat or not. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> a little bit of an update that, you know, my, uh, my little riding lawnmower, uh, my little zero turn lawnmower cost me $700 for new rims and tires. Yeah, and it's flat. Yeah, and they were both flat. I walked, I opened up the door Sunday morning. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But you know what? It is, it's like brand new now. Be cutting yeah, grass like a right. maniac. And then uh, I saw you posting some stuff. We both were on Driving Life. We were both kind of posting some stuff. I was seeing in the parking lot, which was kind of wild out in Utah. And then <laughs> you guys, uh, you were you were driving the Corvette this weekend too. I did. We, um, you know, we just, I don't, obviously I don't daily drive it or anything like that, but in Nashville lately, it's been raining at some point every day. So I don't want to really get it out and, you know, get it kind of dirty in the rain and just driving wet roads, whatever has never been my, you know, it's not what I wanted to do. And we finally had a couple of clear days. And so, yeah, we, we jumped in and went for a ride. And then uh, Monday was the first day of school. So uh, for, for my son, for Miller, I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, dude, you want to, you and dad take you to school in the Corvette? He's like, oh yeah, I was hoping you'd ask me that, <laughs> you know, whatever. So yeah, I, I, uh, I know he got a big kick out of it, but I got to be honest with you. I, I think I probably enjoyed it equally as much as he did. It was a lot of fun. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it was still good. We had a good time. That's all that matters. That's great. Yeah. I saw it looked like you're having some fun. We got a couple of good guests next week, don't we? Oh yeah. Paul Arnold, uh, local racer developer, racetrack owner now, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and then actually Greg Taylor was just calling me. Um, so hopefully it didn't come through on a recording here, but <laughs> Greg Taylor used to, to race at the fairground speedway, got into road racing now. I mean, just both of them are car guys. Greg used to own the Mastercraft dealership here. Yeah. He just bought Big himself boat, a boat guy. Yeah. Got himself a new Cayman. Yeah. He's new Cayman that he came in R. So I've, I've just known Paul a long time and that's kind of the first time I really got to sit down and talk to Greg you know, one-on-one. I mean, he's been down to road Atlanta also for our races down there and just a cool, cool bunch of characters. Yeah, that was, that was fun. So, um, so guys, uh, tune in next week, like us everywhere you can subscribe to us on YouTube. Like I said, some good stuff coming on YouTube. going to be a lot of fun to, to follow us along there as we do some video stuff coming up. Have a great weekend and look forward to chatting with you guys next week. That sounds like a plan.